Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio with your host, David Potter. Happy, happy Sunday. What's going on, everybody? What the fuck is up? Back on the radio, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Dream Elite Radio with your host, your Toastmaster General of Ceremonies, David Potter. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, first, feels like to me the first official day of fall. I went outside last night and it was freezing. It was cold and nipply. Leaves were on the ground. It was just crazy, crazy cold weather. This is to me, this is like the first day of fall, and I already missed the summer. Uh, can't can't stand the cold and yeah yeah it's already fall good fights going on for the remainder of the year it's football season so everyone's pissed off for no apparent reason and so far it's, it's yeah not pretty bummed about the uh, the summer being over but I guess there's nothing I can do about it but let's go on with the the show let's uh, get this thing popping today we have a uh, array of good good fucking folks on today we have. My first guest, and okay, so he's a great fighter, a great person, and he just recently fought the uh, World Series of Fighting. They have their own league on uh, NBC. It's a pretty good league. You have a lot of good people involved, like Ray Sefo and some uh, some good cats playing for that organization. I have Brett Showtime Seanafelt. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? How you been? How you enjoying this fall weather, man? Uh, you know, I'm doing good. I've been enjoying the I've been uh, enjoying the weather. Uh I'm more of a heat freak. But you know, I've been enjoying it. Uh I've been sitting back and just kinda of relaxing since my last fight, man. I took a solid month off and you know, I'm actually getting ready to start back to the gym here Monday. My time my break's up. Yeah, I I fucking heard about that. You're you're fighting you just fought for World Series of Fighting. You fought for World Series of Fighting for NBC and you're you're back fighting November first. Like what are you doing the training prepared, going back in the training camp so soon? Well, see, I I was set up for a title defense against Robert Kapura, which you know, to me it would have been a good fight. But Greg Serb, the athletic commissioner of Pennsylvania, sat there, and I tried to do what I could. I brought a new manager on with me, Ed Porter, just recently. You know, I've managed 23, 22 of my fights out of 23 fights. I brought him on, but we tried everything we could here to talk to Greg Serb to get me passed for this fight, and he kept trying to tell us, tell myself that uh, my my I would not be ready for this fight, and you know I I could see him sending a picture now. My eye's been healed for about two weeks, two and a half weeks now. It's good. So with that being said, I kind of just been relaxing this last month, man. I hear that, and for people that aren't familiar with uh, his work, uh, Showtime, really really aggressive style, 
like you put it on the line, you're very you're explosive in the pocket, which most people don't lay down the line like that. They'll pick their shots, but you always put on an entertaining fight. And your last fight was very very entertaining. Uh, tell me about it. Like what, what was what was the experience like working for your first major promotion? Like what what was it like, bro? Well, honestly, to tell you, I've came in contact with Bellator in the past, and I really didn't want to deal with them. Uh, I've came in contact with the World Series of Fighting. One thing I can tell you, first of all, for all you viewers out there, when I started this career, I set a goal, and when I saw the World Series of Fighting start their promotion, my biggest goal in my career was to make the World Series of Fighting. So now with that being said, I've accomplished the biggest goal I've set for myself. Now that I know I can accomplish that goal, it's time to make some more goals in the field and push for them. With that being said, uh, you know, World Series of Fighting, it was a great promotion to fight for. Out of all the promotions I fought for, I will tell you, uh, they had a lack of organ, like, they weren't well organized, and I, that had to do with, like, a lot of guys, like, leaving them, falling out for their crew, setting up fights with contracts, stuff like that. So, yeah. honestly, it was very stressful dealing with these guys. Everything was so last minute, everything was constantly changing. But, you know, to sit there and to to be played on NBC and stuff, it was huge, huge for me, huge for the Showtime MMA franchise. You know, it was exciting. That's, I also saw the uh, – you, you also did a couple of reports, like you did a couple of news programs where you were actually on there. You're, you're a big deal in, in the Philly area. Am, am I correct? Uh, it's not so much Philly. Uh, I'm, I come out of a small town called Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, Holidaysburg, Pennsylvania. It's uh, more central PA, uh, about three and a half hours away from Philly, about two hours away from Pittsburgh. So I'm dead smack in the middle of the state. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with We Are Penn State and the Lions. That would be the closest. With that? Uh, yeah, I said that. Yes, I am. I am familiar with that. Okay, well, if you heard of them, that's probably the closest known thing you would know to me, which it's about a 40-minute drive from from State College where I'm at. So, and yeah, man, you know, like the town I come from, it's not, there's not too many risk takers from this town. Uh, There's not too many people in my town that's really trying to make a big name. Now, I'll tell you, Charlie Brenneman, he was my high school wrestling coach, which he's, He's the only other guy in this area to sit there. He's made it to the UFC, but he's, I think he's retired now. So, like, I became the new big attraction in Central PA for a fight name, you know. And I'm even making a big name. It's not just Central PA, man. Like, I, I just had a – I just hosted a red carpet premiere for Strike Off 2 down in Woodbridge, Virginia, here with Midas Mulligan a couple weeks ago. I'm huge in Ohio. I'm huge in Virginia. My name's up in New York going. Uh, I'm getting big in West Virginia. I'm definitely big in, in Central PA and Western PA, and I'm even making an impact down in the Philly Harrisburg area. You know, so it's just, you know, to, to answer your question there, yeah, I guess you can say I'm getting to be pretty big. I'm like a local icon in my area now, man. It's 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 great. It's it, it's good too, you know. Like, and I, I throughout your career too, you started out in the smaller promotions. You're building yourself up, and you keep getting better and better and better. And that's what it's about, man. Like, you, you put yourself out there and you you made it to World Series of Fighting. Like, I, I don't see where the train will stop. Your next opponent, though, uh, Robert uh, Corpor- 
Corp. Uh, 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 anyway, you're fighting for uh, TD MMA. Uh, what are you doing to train for him? He's a tough opponent. What are you going to do to uh, to prepare? Well, see, that, that's the thing. I was just talking to you earlier. Greg Serb scratched the fight. So no, um, really. Yeah, he sat there and said that my eye wouldn't be ready in time for the fight, so he scratched it. Like I've been trying everything I can to get medical to overrule it and everything, and it's a no-go. And at this point in time now, uh, you know, like, it's it's too late now. I don't even know if I could get past for the fight. So I talked to Robert Caporo on Facebook. We we communicated with each other. You know, he looks up to me, and, you know, I have mad respect for the guy. And, you know, we sat there and talked about this, and we said about possibly meeting on WCC. Uh, I can't remember what the promotion's called by chance, but, you know, we talked about making this fight happen a little bit down the road. You know, I'm looking forward to it. It's just, it's a shame that uh, all three fights I had in 2014, I've had my right eye busted open. It just so happens this last time Serb saw some meat hanging out, so he wanted me to take some time to heal, I guess. So it's pretty much the athletic commission. Is this, this is what's going on here, where the athletic commission is checking out your eye and saying, "No go. You, there's no way you guys are going to be. You're going to be prepared to fight at this time." Is that that's pretty much what's going on? That's pretty much what they're saying. So, damn man, damn. Well, it, it happens, but as long as your eye is going to heal, heal properly and you're going to get back in there and kick some mess, I mean, it's a win-win situation. But. uh Tell me something. Are you you said that you accomplished World Series of Fighting. Is is the big goal to get to the UFC? Like, do you see World Series of Fighting being where where your career will begin and end, or do you see more you're going to add to it? Like, is the big plan the big goal to get to the UFC? Uh, honestly, my mentality, my personality, the kind of guy I am, I always I'm a big root. I root for the underdog, okay? And so I look at it like this. One of my future goals here with my career is to get on the Ultimate Fighter. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure the Waterweight class should be coming up here fairly soon. I think it might be their next class that's coming up. So, yes, I'm going to try out for it. Do I want to fight for the UFC? I would love to make an appearance in the UFC to say I was there. But the thing with them is, like, there's such a big promotion. They're buying everybody out. I, I feel like it's a bandwagon promotion anymore. Don't get me wrong. It's a great promotion. It's just they're shutting everybody down. And it's like, damn, dude. And, you know, the only two promotions that are standing up to them is Bellator or World Series of Fighting. My opinion, Bellator is probably going to shut down here soon just because of all the crazy stuff's going on with them. So, you know, I would love to stay with the World Series of Fighting because they got just as great talent there as the UFC does. And, uh, you know, I see them only growing. I don't think they'll ever be bigger than UFC. But, you know, that's kind of my that's kind of my standpoint on that right now. Well, talk some shit with me. If you were to fight in the UFC, if you were to fight in actually any promotion whatsoever, if you can name one opponent in your weight class, like you, you look at this guy and say, "Man, this style to make fights." I mean, and you know, and, and mixed martial arts. You know, nobody really hates each other. They just want to, they want to compete. You know, it's a, it's a chess match with, uh, with, with MMA gloves. But if you can name one person that you would want to fight, who would it be? Well, man, it's not so much one person. There's, there's two people in my career that I've made. Uh, complete grudges with, complete hate with. Uh, one man's kind of respectable. 
because he's a humble dude. But the fact that I feel like I got screwed in my last fight, I'm pretty pissed off. Plus, I, I whatever. But I'd have to sit there and say Zach Gobel and Josh Baker. Zach Gobel comes out of uh, – he now fights for MMA Factory out of Pittsburgh, I'm pretty sure. And Josh Baker comes out of the bullpen out of West Virginia, I'm almost positive. I don't like either one of the guys. I fought both of them twice. I lost to both of them twice. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I'm a – I don't know. I put my ass into this. Don't get me wrong. I, I love – Love fighting and stuff, man. But there's there's so many fights I feel like they get when it comes to a decision. There's so many fights that get called so wrong or they're scored differently simply because the judges that you pull in are either all wrestling oriented or they're all boxing oriented. You never really get a good mixture of judges. So I don't know. Josh Baker and Zach Cobble are the two people I'd have to throw out there. Gotcha. And when you were coming up in your career, because we we're talking about people you want to fight. And they come from good teams, too. But going back, when you first saw MMA, what inspired you? Like what fighters did you say, those are the guys that inspire me to fight this type of tough competition? Well, what are the fighters that inspire you to get into mixed martial arts? For me, it was Sakuraba. Sakuraba all the way. But what fighter did you look at early on and say, I want to do what he does? Like, what fighter inspired you? Well, the guy that caught my eye early in life was Ken Shamrock. But to tell you the truth, one of the biggest guys I look up to would be Dan Hendo Henderson. He's just a phenomenal beast, even at his old age, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. But in today's standard, the man that I look to, the, the guy I like to watch fight nowadays is Matt Brown, dude. He's a beast. Oh, yeah. Plain and Definitely. simple, he is a beast. So, it's, okay, so we we know that your fight's going to get postponed or it was scratched off and everything like that. Are you still in negotiations with World Series of Fighting or any type of uh, promotions to get a fight back in? Or do you have something lined up as a safety net when your eye heals and you're going to jump in that promotion? Or is it right now all up in the air? Well, as of right now, I could jump on something with GOTC. One thing about me is I travel a lot. I train a lot. I've been to 24 gyms now throughout the United States. I know a lot of people, a lot of connections. I've done it on my own, man, for six years. So I've got a lot of variety for promotions that I can fight for, you know. And right now, what I'm thinking is necessary for me. The winter's coming up, so I'm going to have more time to train, seeing how I'll be laid off. So I'm going to look to put about a good two two camps in, about six to eight weeks apiece for two camps. And what I'm going to look to do is try to come back in 2015 and pull another season pull another year where I go at least five and one five and oh you know 2013 I won five and one that year and this year I fought for two big big fights in my career and granted I'm only one and two in 2014 but I'm still finding ways to get a lot of publicity and a lot of media on me man like you know I'm having an interview with you guys tonight I even have three more lined up later this month that I'll be going on with you know it's crazy I keep in with it you know that's, that's why you're the fucking man, and I'm completely honored to have you on the show. But um, right now we're going to wrap it up. But where where can people find you? Where, do pe- where can people that hear this and say, this guy is a dude to watch? Where, where can people find you on social media, where they can find you, your gym, or train with you? Like, where where where, where can you be found? 
Okay, where can I be found? Well, obviously, Holdysburg, Pennsylvania. That's where I'm located. I'm looking to get ready. Uh, I'm talking in the midst of talking with a gym right now called Genesis MMA. Uh, it's ran by Mike Gentry. I'm looking to start some classes there in a few weeks. If you want to catch me on the days, I'm down at Tactical Combat Academy of Mixed Martial Arts down in Greencastle, PA. When I do... My uh, when I do a lot of my camps, I'm out of power MMA in Gilbert, Arizona, with Ryan Bader, CB Darlow, and Aaron Simpson. Also, you can follow me at Showtime MMA on Facebook or the Showtime MMA brand. Like the page, please, guys. And I'll let you guys know within the next two to three weeks, my website should be up and running. Hopefully, it's in the midst of being making. If you guys can't catch me there, check me out at Sports Nutrition One. You'll sit there; they got great products. My um, face of the product, as well as uh, Ryan LaFleur. He fights in the UFC. He's also a fellow sponsor. Sacred Keystone Tattooing. Or Show Thoughts Garage, man. That's the hot spots I'm at. My life's dedicated to training or anything that deals with MMA, man. So, Well, Showtime, we're going to be rooting for you. Thank you very, very much for joining me, man. It's always a fucking pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'm going to be rooting for your next fight, brother. Hey, I'll keep you guys tuned. Thank you for bringing me on the show. It's an honor, man. You brought Frank Tragen last week. At, you know, bring me in for your second show to host this, dude. I want, you know, it's I appreciate it, guys. So thank you so you much, and I'll, I'll be in every week. You guys take care. I'll catch you later, brother. Yep. A complete class act and a, a guy that I think is a complete martial arts. He has some big things on the horizon. Showtime MMA. He's he's the man. And speaking of the men, I have the woman on. Uh, Carrie, what the fuck is up? Hey, what's going on, Dave? Carrie, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. How's everything going? Um, everything's going pretty good. How about you? Everything's going super. It's been a while since we've talked. It's been a while since you drank at my apartment. It's been a while since I've seen you. What's... Oh, by the way, I forgot to congratulate you on becoming a nurse and doing big things in life. How does it feel to be awesome? Like, how does it feel to be completely <laughs> wonderful in all days? Just, just ask me. Uh, thank you. Um, it feels really good to finally um, everything pay off. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so, so Kelly, I have a question to ask you, okay? I, I ha- I've been thinking about this for a while, and I didn't want to – ask you online, but I thought it would be a lot more absurd to ask you here. Were you baked when you were making that baby Bertha video? Just just, just ask it. Was I baked? Were you um, baked or were you, were you like the creative juices were flowing? Did, did, you, did you have like maybe a beer or two when you were creating that video? Because to me it was fucking hilarious. Um, well, it depends on who's listening. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I don't <laughs> I don't drink, but, um, yeah, like, I'm kind of retarded enough on my own, so I feel like when I'm sober, other people are drinking to get on my level. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's awesome. naturally me. A lot of people ask me that sometimes. They're like, were you high or were you drunk when you did that? I'm like, no, that's just me. <laughs> well, well I, did, I did get super big myself when I saw your baby birth video, and I, I'm like, I showed my friend, I moved over my laptop, I'm like, you got to watch this video, man. You will thank me later. And he watched it, and we were dying. It was hilarious. Laughing. On the floor, <laughs> laughing. But uh, you do music still, and you do Do you still keep up with your, your, your social stuff? Do you still keep up with the, uh, with the YouTube videos, the blog, the uh, now that you're a registered nurse and you're kicking ass in the world? Like, what's been going on? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of slowed down a little bit while I was in school, but now that I've kind of got everything um, that I needed to accomplish, it gives me more time to actually do stuff. I've actually been um, keeping up with my blog, and um, I've been writing a lot of music and stuff, but I haven't really finished anything um, too recently. I did a track with my friend Shannon, she also goes by Lady Blue. Um, it's called Take Me Away. Um, I think that was the most recent track that I did. And I started making videos for the lupus community after I found out that I was diagnosed. And I try to just, like, bring, I guess, light and humor to such a grim kind of topic, you know. So I've been kind of, um, like, gaining subscribers from that type of audience. So I guess, like... I've been keeping up with stuff, but things is like it's like constantly changing now. So. What would uh, lupus? Like you were diagnosed with that. One of my, one of our buddies, a mutual friend, actually told me about that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear it. What what, what exactly is lupus for people that are listening? Um, it's an autoimmune disease, which is basically where um, your immune system becomes hyperactive, but it also becomes really retarded. And instead of attacking things like viruses and bacteria, it starts to attack your own healthy cells. So um, there's a lot of different types of autoimmune disease, but lupus in particular, it can pretty much affect or attack anything in the body. Um, the most common symptoms are like joint pain, fatigue, hair loss, um, things like that, but it can also um, attack, like, internal organs and things like that. But it used to be really, really bad, um, like, back in the day, like, 50 years ago, if you were diagnosed, you were given, like, maybe five years at the most to live with it. But now, um, with new medicine, it's really awesome because we can live, like, pretty much a normal lifespan as long as you, like, you know, do everything that you're supposed to, like, take your doctor's advice, take your medicine, things like that, so... And you're a nurse too, so you can pretty much yeah. And you're a nurse too, so you can pretty much self-diagnose yourself and say, "Listen, I can cure myself because I'm a boss." Like, is it was it like a long process to get cured for this? And how do you, how do you stay so happy dealing with this? Well, first off, there's no cure, but there is treatment for it. So I'm gonna have it for the rest of my life until somebody magically comes up with a cure. Maybe I'll do that someday. <laughs> but um. Yeah, like, I, it was hard. You can't really diagnose yourself because it's, like, almost like a conflict of interest. <laughs> but I was I was diagnosing myself with, like, everything because um, lupus is actually called the great imitator because all of its symptoms are so similar to so many different diseases. So it's a really long process getting diagnosed. Like, the average person, I think, um, can, like, live with it for, like, five years until they're diagnosed. Like, that's the average amount of time that a person goes without being diagnosed. Um, right. For me, like, it started with very gradual symptoms, and I kept blaming it on, like, stress and lack of sleep and things like that. Um, but I guess the first symptoms I noticed was, like, joint pain, like, really bad, sharp pains in my joints that would just, come out of nowhere, like, I'd be doing nothing, like, just relaxing, and all of a sudden, I would get these, like, bad pains, um, but, yeah, like, and I had really bad fatigue and stuff like that, and I was getting sick, like, all the time more than usual, but I kept blaming it on, like, poor diet or not enough sleep or working too much and things like that, and this kind of went on until it got worse and worse for, like, years, but 
it wasn't until um, I, I didn't think it was like that serious until I was actually in class in nursing school and I stood up, um, according to my professor, I turned gray and then I passed out. So I was rushed to the ER and they didn't really know what was going on. And then like in between then and getting diagnosed, there were like plenty of more um, ER visits and things like that. And it wasn't until it started affecting my kidneys that um, I was just going through like a follow-up visit with my regular doctor. And they were just, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, why are my kidneys swollen? <laughs> so um, she was asking me a bunch of questions, and I told her, like, yeah, I get really tired. Like, it doesn't matter how much I sleep. I'm always tired and, um, like, joint pains and things like that. And she kind of put two and two together and um, just ran a bunch of tests, and there it was. It was like, oh, you have lupus. So, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much how I was diagnosed. But, you know, you still keep so upbeat and you have a fucking boyfriend, which probably when he started dating, you thought, like, jackpot, like, this girl has her things together. So, you know, you still stay upbeat and you still stay positive and you still stay. So it's kind of, you know, your motivation and your uh, inspiration to a lot of people, and including me as a friend of yours. I think it's pretty fucking rad of you to always stay upbeat and always stay positive. And you're still doing your thing and you're doing great at it, so... And we can always blame it on your shitty neighbor, too. You know how you were uh, complaining about that? We can always blame it on that person, right? Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I don't live there anymore, so I don't have to deal with that neighbor. But um, but thank you. It's really nice to hear things like that. That's actually what helps me stay upbeat is when people tell me how good I'm doing, too, because I don't notice these things as much as other people do. And then, you know, I'll get down sometimes, and then people will tell me, like, oh, but you're so positive, just keep staying positive. And that actually is, like, one of the biggest things that helps, you know, just having people yeah. who are so supportive and that, like, look up to me, even though at times I feel like, you know, um, just very down on myself, like, physically and emotionally. So, exactly. yeah. <laughs> as long as you're doing okay, as long as you're doing healthy, and as long as, everything is going well and you look great too and again you're happy with your boyfriend you're happy doing your thing with and you know what keep keep it up and carry you're you're awesome so don't even worry about it thank you so much okay so carry tell because people need to be educated on on your youtube videos because they're fucking hilarious where can people find you on youtube where they can watch your videos and laugh as much as i've laughed at your videos because we our friends collectively saw you when you first started doing it. And then, to, to do you, by the way, do you ever get, like, those YouTube crazy stalkers yet? Are you that Are you that big on YouTube where you have those crazy people? Um, I've had those from the start. You don't need to be big to get those. But um, <laughs> I have, um, <laughs> I would say, I guess, like, estimated maybe. Last time I checked, I think I have, like, 640 subscribers, which, like, I don't know if that's a lot. Some people are like, wow, that's a lot. And then some people are like, oh, like, you know, you'll get more. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, you can find my videos um, if you go to uh, youtube.com slash official. It's K-L-Y-N-N-E and then the word official. And I also go by the name Loopy Lynn, um, Kaylin, and Terry Lynn. So you can always just type me in on there and search. Well, Terry, I, 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 I'm glad you came on so we can catch up, and I missed you, and I'm glad you're doing okay. And we were really caught up with people listening, which I don't give a shit. I, I'm just glad to talk to you, and I'm glad you're doing okay. So, Carrie, thank you very much for joining me. 
And thank you for having me. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, too. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one, Carrie. You, too. Bye. So, Terry's been with me since the beginning. Like, we've been friends since maybe we've known each other since, like, 05 or 06. And I haven't talked to her in a while. I've been busy. She's been busy. So, good to talk to her and good to catch up with her. But um, next week, we're going to have a special guest. And I'm not going to reveal yet who it is. It's kind of kind of a surprise. But he's going to come on. We're going to shoot the shit on my show. And uh, I'm, I'm very glad for everyone to listen in. And just one takeaway, and, you know, again, Go out there this week. I do it on Sundays for a reason because Sundays everyone's home and everyone's getting getting ready for that Monday to come up and everyone's ready to kill themselves because it, again it's Monday. But this one takeaway: just be positive, be upbeat, be happy, love everybody, love everybody that comes around your way. Just give a compliment to it. it; won't kill you. You know, just spread some positivity around. You'll feel better for it and you'll be better for it. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me for my 30-minute podcast of just randomly talking with really cool people, and I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Welcome to Dream Elite Radio with your host, David Potter. This is David Potter.